Welcome to Confessional. I'm Kayla Shelton, along with Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your darkest. Confess to us. We won't tell. So you can tell us anything. No one's listening. On today's confessional, superheroes. All right, welcome everybody to the confessional. My name is Mike Moran, and I am joined today by special guest co-host. This man is very funny, does a lot of stuff for Baltimore comedy. Please welcome my good friend, Michael Furr. Hello, hello. So great to be back. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. What have you been up to lately? Uh, I'm just um, doing a headlining weekend at the Church of Satire right now. Awesome. Uh, yeah, j- j- just finishing that up and uh, awesome. pr- producing all my shows at the Lou Room. I have four shows a week there. Great. In Hamden. Yeah, just live, living the life. Living Absolutely. My and your special's still... Uh, yeah, my special's still on Amazon Prime Video, doing well, getting to ready to record the second one with ATB Productions. Cool. It's going to be filmed in December, and it'll be coming out next year. Great, great. Oh, uh, yeah. Jimmy, how are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I might be doing the sound for that special there. That oh, you just heard okay. About. Better. All right. All right. An official Jimmy Selesky production. Absolutely. I'm good. I just uh, got done the playing. Dream team. Around yeah, here. I know. <laughs> I just got done <laughs> playing at the uh, point last night in Towson. It was cool. really fun. Good. Uh, we got endorsed by Manscaped for my podcast live from the studio with Eric wow. Glazer. So we'll be doing a plug to add. Oh, that's um, great. So I can't wait to just do some cheesy. Manscaping. Yeah, manscaping. Some cheesy wow, uh, some transition from a regular conversation. To like, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. So you, mean, you guys box. don't. You guys don't really just sit around and talk about manscaping all day. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, exactly. It is. Yeah. I mean, the amount we have it. talked about manscaping probably could justify it. But I'm just, I'm looking right. forward to be called a sellout by all of our listeners sure, sure. for the first time. All right, Michael and Jimmy, our guests today. We are very, very psyched to have them. Uh, this gentleman does so much. Michael is a big fan of him. Absolutely. He's going to tell him all about he's going to tell us all about what he's working on. Please welcome to the confessional Papa Joe Aviance. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Good, hey, man. Up, Thank yeah. you so much for joining us. From the legendary Thank you so much house. For having me. From the legendary house of Aviance that birthed Yes, Kevin Aviance, Erica Tor Aviance. Yeah, Michael was schooling me on this this whole lineage that exists of the Aviance world. I had no idea. Yeah, it's um it's all part of the the, the post community, the TV shows on TV right now. Yeah, it's all that ballroom and uh, brotherhood. Oh, that's great. Did you ever yeah. walk the balls? Did you ever did you ever uh, walk the balls? I did one. I've done one in my entire entire uh, life, but I mean mostly my 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 my, my forte was music. What was your category? Expense. What category did you walk? Uh, uh, Butch Queen up in pumps. <laughs> oh yes, Butch Queen up in pumps. Wow. Yes. Me and Jimmy are just sitting here like, huh? Like walking the balls. Dude. Yes. <laughs> Ball walking. In the Baltimore scene, back in the day, I used to walk face. I used to walk the face category in the Baltimore ball scene. Oh yes, uh, the great face category. But, uh, <laughs> You can't you can't see my face. It's not that great. So I didn't do well. Did not do well. Oh, it's Baltimore. <laughs> it's probably Baltimore great. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I miss it. I miss you know good old days. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm still. But I still keep the last name just like we all do. And uh, you know we just uh, thrive and motivate and educate. Awesome, awesome. Now, yeah. Papa Joe, of course, you are known yeah. for the uh, very successful song uh, last night. A DJ saved my life. 
Michael actually has a special request real quick that he wants to get out of the way. Oh, yeah, just one time. Can you just say house? House music. House. House music. Oh, yes. Oh, my God, you just saved my life. Thank you so much. (laughs) And you are also known for for coming up with a diet and health plan that has inspired a lot of people, correct? Well, well, um, because of the video, uh, the song is Laugh at a DJ Saved My Life, but again, music was what saved my life. Mm-hmm. Because of that, because of that, um, I lost 250 pounds by walking. Wow. No, no gym, no gastro bypass surgery, no crazy diet, but th- that was the watching the video was my wake up call. And um, so, yeah, and, and between that, um, I lost it all by shopping for healthy foods at a 99 cent only store. Um, That's incredible. And then I came, came out with a book. And became a best-selling author on Amazon within four hours. Wow! And it's called Balancing the Scales. And okay. Yeah, I'm just really happy about that. And um, that's great, man. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, it was just basically made a life, made a life change, made, awesome. made a lifestyle change. Awesome. And what uh, what yeah. projects are you working on right now? Ooh, well, actually, I'm a now. Uh, I'm go- I'm switching over from health and wellness because well, one of the things that I write about in the book called Balancing the Scales, it's um. Two things that I say you got to focus on in your life. One is your career, and one is your health and wellness. Mm-hmm. And both of, both of those need motivation in order for you to 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 stay afloat. So I'm I'm taking care of myself by losing the weight and being healthy. Now I'm switching over to my goals and dreams. So my new goals and dreams is being a television producer. I'm actually creating a new, controversial, unapologetic, thought-provoking, and hilarious new live-action and animated series called The Electric Negro. Wow, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh You're telling me with a title like that, it's controversial. Come on. Of course, with the electric Negro. Come on, I'm being prerogative. You know what I'm saying? Well, what's so, what's that going to be like? Well, actually, I'm starting off with an animated series. Um, and I, well, my joke is that is that Black Lightning was taken, so I, I, I thought of Electric Negro. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, to widen the spectrum of the black superhero industry, um, oh, it's kind of cool. been poking fun. Poking fun, it's like a Deadpool meets meets a Black Lightning, so to oh, speak. Oh, that's great! Love we'll nice. to look out for that. Where's that going to be? Anim- Where can we see that when it comes out? Well, actually, I'm in in development right now. I just signed on AJ playing for the Backstreet Boys as the villain. Ooh. Uh, I also got Denzel <laughs> Whitaker from Black Panther. He's uh-huh. going to be uh, my Electric Negro. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So I've got uh, other celebrities that are coming on board. I just getting ready to sign an actress from Blackish. Cool. Uh, yeah. So that's all in development, and then we're gonna all basically, basically with all, with all of that under my belt, um, and and a little bit of fan base that, that's building up right now online. Everybody can go to electricnegro.com. I'm giving away free merchandise and fan merchandise and everything there as well. But uh, yeah, between that and presenting it to the networks, I'm like, here you go. Oh, that's incredible. Amazing. We'll look yeah. forward to that. Well, speaking of superheroes, we are discussing superheroes today, Michael. Yes. Uh, you yourself are a big superhero fan. Yes, it was not a stretch for me to wear superhero-themed clothing today. That's just my life. Right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm a 40-year-old yeah, year teenager. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yes. Yeah, superheroes have been my life for most of my life. I'm a big fan. I, I wish... I just wanted to be a successful comic uh, mm-hmm. stand-up comedian so that eventually someone could let me write comic books. Comics for is that true? Is that your ultimate? Uh... You know, I would love to do like a comedy. You know, comic. Right. I used to write comic books when I was in school, when I was in college uh-huh. and stuff, and because uh, I was a creative writing major, and uh, you know, I have always wanted to do like a funny kind of 
yeah farce superheroes you know i would right, love to right. do that because it's it's a genre that i love mm-hmm. you know i've it's mm-hmm. it's been important to my whole life you know superheroes and comics yeah you'd be great at that I yeah think. it'd be so fun we need to reconnect because i'm screwing up <laughs> yes yes please yes yes we, sorry we, to chime in i'm sorry but i'm just like yeah. wait a minute if that's your forte trust me i need someone like you oh my <laughs> god yes oh now okay wow wow it's all coming together oh i'm yeah, I can't. I can't speak, and that's not a, a thing I usually. He, he was so excited to be talking to you. Today. Oh my god! So I, I, I asked no, him to I'm co-host because I knew he was. A... With that. I'm actually. I'm looking to crew up with with writers and everything for this. Uh, mm. that's, that's something that I'm working on with it. So I would love to talk to you further about it. Yeah, we can take oh it offline god. and talk. Amazing, and I'm just looking to have more conversations with people from legendary houses. So this is uh, this is working out great. This is working out great. Yeah, no, I can tell you, Michael's a great guy to work with. He's really hardworking, and he's uh, he would be excellent at something like that. Yeah, and Benny Ninja won't return my calls, so you know. So thank you. See, see, Mike, you're the connector. See, you're bringing us together. That's right. That's what I do. That's my awesome. superpower connection. That's what you do, brother. <laughs> All right, but let's jump into a confession here. This is from uh, Michael David Medina, Raleigh, North Carolina. I was born near there. Uh, I love Spider-Man because he is Batman if he didn't let his anger destroy himself. He wants to make the world a better place as much as he can, even taking on people like Dr. Doom or Mephisto, uh, who he shouldn't stand a chance against because of his responsibility to make the world better in his mind. I always connected to the idea of this loser who people would find cool if they knew him, who helps all these people despite how they look down on him because it's the right thing to do. Now, Michael, you can't relate to being... A loser, right? <laughs> Not at all. No, I've been so attractive and cool my whole life. <laughs> That's why I ended up a stand-up comic. Right, yeah. right. Uh, Papa Joe, what are, your, what are your thoughts on Spider-Man? Did you grow up with him? Oh, I'm sorry, say the last part? For Spider-Man, was he a superhero that you've always been in, into? Uh, yeah, he's one of them. Yeah, it's been many. But yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I've done my research on him. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man's great. You know, Spider-Man is the most, uh, you know, he sells more merchandise than any other superhero in the world. There's more Spider-Man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, there's more Spider-Man merchandise in the world than Batman, Superman, anything, which, you know, is funny, too, because it's like his whole thing was that he was the regular dude, that he was a a young guy, he was a a student, he he was broke, he had problems in his love life. And that was a new thing, you know, when when Stanley, you know, came up with him, Mm -hmm. you know, it was the idea of uh, what, what is a superhero that's not... Uh, infallible uh-huh. like what's a superhero that is a real person and has right. real problems and you know it's like we've seen him everything from teenager to adult mm-hmm. and it's still that resonates because we want to put ourselves in the in the you know in the place sure, of these sure. we want to see ourselves on the page right. and you know everybody can relate to trying to do your best and failing most of the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and you know that's that's who he is and you know that's why now you can make a movie that's about Spider-Man and you don't even have to say who it is you don't have to do an origin story because everybody in the world knows who Spider-Man is right. and yeah. that's so cool sure. to, that's so cool to think of an idea of oh, this superhero he's kind of a loser in his mm-hmm. regular life mm-hmm. and that's Everybody responds to that. Right, Everybody right. can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Now, does he play up the loser thing like Clark Kent kind of does? <laughs> like, no, he's I, just I, a I real loser. I like that about Superman, that like he kind of becomes this comical farce of a human, you know? Well, Superman, it's like, yeah, I mean, as much of a loser as he thinks he is, he still looks like that. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're like a six foot five, you know, gorgeous right. Midwestern, uh, you know, white yeah. dude. Like, I don't think anybody's really <laughs> oppressing yeah. you or I don't think you feel too bad. You know, you're Peter Parker had real problems. Peter your Parker. disguise is taking off your glasses. Yeah, People exactly. Like, Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> I've heard his hair in the opposite direction. I've seen this too. guy in my life. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Peter Parker's a real loser. I mean, he's uh-huh. broke. He goes to, you know, it's But like... when he's when he's in his suit, he's he's ripped. Well, yeah, he's a superhero. Of course he's ripped. <laughs> he swings around. Well, how does he hide that when he's not? You know, he wears like a, a hoodie or something. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you can't tell well, you how know, ripped but, I am. But, but, but Sp- Spider-Man maintains his innocence even when he's Spider-Man. Yes, uh-huh. very much. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, where whereas, whereas Superman, I mean, it's like, like you say, you're six foot, you know, no matter what, no one's really messing with him as Clark Kent, you know? Sure. Even when he acts clumsy and dumb. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, Spider Man's great because it's like, you know, you know he, he does all the quips and, you know, he's the smart yeah. talker and the wise ass. And, you know, and it's yeah. like, that everybody who is an outsider or a loser, you have that. You're just not always empowered to say it you know mm-hmm. it's like you, you know we were all nerds sitting around thinking about the, the cool things we would say to the people that we felt were you know pushing us down mm-hmm. but we were scared to speak out and right. then spider-man puts on a mask and he feels confident enough to talk shit on everybody while he's fighting them interesting and that's huh. why he's got such a big mouth because right. he's, he's been he's been preparing for that his whole life right, long before right. he got superpowers huh let me, let, me, let me interject on the real quick. Sure. Um, I think most most of us, most of us as humans, I think we most identify, as much as us want to be Spider-Man or Superman, I think most of us identify as the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, my green skin is probably the closest thing to it. <laughs> why, why wouldn't his pants rip off? Why does his shirt, wouldn't his shirt be looser than his pants? Why do his pants stay intact? Does he have special pants? Yep, leg day, dude. <laughs> He, <laughs> he skips leg <laughs> His pants are, uh, you know, provided by the, you know, whoever rates comic books because right. you, you know, you can't yeah. show that in a comic book. You <laughs> just can't. You can show a man's chest, but if you see a right, giant right. green genital, you're you're in trouble. Yeah, I do wonder if his dick gets bigger too when he when he blows up like that. That's um, a question. According sure to the well, pornography I've well, seen, who yes. The who was the most Watchmen they did? Did they did they blurt it out in the movie? What was it? Uh, 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 Doctor Manhattan or something? Or is yeah, Doctor Manhattan, the blue yeah, guy. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. He, he, lots of lots of blue penis in that. Yes, <laughs> yes, very much, very much. Loves playing Doctor. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we move on, we actually have another Spider-Man one. This is yeah. from Ian Bonds, De Plains, Illinois. Spider-Man is the most relatable hero. He's the original hard luck kid. The whole with great power comes great responsibility bit for him is true for everyone. And he's just as relatable in that as as he has issues outside of being a superhero, too. He seems the most human. Yeah, I mean, and how great that the line with great power comes great responsibility has become so synonymous with the role of a superhero Mm -hmm. where for decades it was about, Oh, superheroes are different than humans. They, you know, they, they are above us. They're greater than us and Mm -hmm. they can do things we can't do. But to learn the moral quandary of having to be responsible for that on top of it Mm -hmm. was a new idea. And and now I think that that's an idea that's so tied in with being a superhero is that you have to be a responsible person Mm -hmm. aside from being a superhero when you're doing your job. And that's something everybody needs to know because, I mean, as comedians, we know... You have to be responsible for your words. You know, sure. we, you you know, you get on stage and you say something people don't like. It's gonna follow you, and you're gonna you're gonna hear about it. Mm-hmm. And you have to walk that line very carefully. Yeah, good point. Good point. Well, I, I think I think more more more. Even if, I think a lot of superheroes now they're trying to show that the human quality to them. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that, that they're so, they're more relatable. Absolutely. Than just yeah. Being, yeah. Than just being, um, you know, like you said, 
uh, alien versus human or something like you know what I mean the right. difference in that they were trying to make it more because right. even with like, I think something like even with Endgame or I mean Spider-Man as well just like I said he doesn't lose that sense of innocence even when he's Spider-Man yeah absolutely yeah. right and those yeah. are the more interesting stories aren't they where the, the human you know has some sort of conflict like you know re- uh, things we can relate Gene, to let me ask you something let me ask you do you think we'll ever get tired of that or do, you, do we always need an origin story you know, I don't know. You know, I, I think that now, like, because superheroes have permeated, like, mainstream culture, which, you yeah. know, even when they, in the early 2000s, when they started doing, like, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man mm-hmm. movies and the X-Men films, you know, it was still a niche market, and now it's, it's so right. heavily marketed. I think now you can, I think we're going to start seeing different stuff. I think we're going to start seeing different takes on superheroes, because people now are familiar with the right. format, and now they want to see interesting characters and interesting narratives, mm-hmm. and that's not something you always got with, like, a Superman, or, you know, because it's like, you know, it's not always interesting to watch a guy who is indestructible. You want to see people who there's there's risk and there's mm-hmm. uh, there's stakes. So, you know, I think we're going to start skirting the line of what we know to be uh, superhero mm-hmm. stories. Well, risk and stakes sounds like a great uh, Friday evening for me. Risk and stakes, <laughs> yes. <I know. laughs> the game risk and a stake, is that nice what you mean? Nice game of yeah. risk. A nice stake. A couple of T-bones. Yeah. Right, good. All right, Papa Joe. Yeah. Who is your favorite superhero of all time? Mm. Hard question. I knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Um, mm. If they could only put one on your Wikipedia page, who would it be? I, I oh. know. I know. I know. Um, mm. That's a big question. That's a big question. It really, is because you know what? I mean, I identify with each and every one, um, and that's what makes them likable for me. That's why I like them all. Yeah. Um, but if I was to say the most strongest one would have to be Superman. All right. Yes. I was a Superman guy back in the day. Yeah. A lot of people hate on Superman, don't they? They they really do. But yeah. I I don't know. It's just I'm like okay, the man. There's not, you can't. He's unbeatable. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And, you know. Uh, but uh, aside from that, that's the whole story of him doing the, the yeah the self discovery of the journey of he having to go into and discovering if we wasn't being an alien and being different and stuff like that. Always been drawn to that of being different or outcast or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I felt that connection with with Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but, Sup- uh, I would say Spider Man and, and uh, yeah, okay. uh, Black Super- Lightning coming up. Oh yes, yeah. Superman's great because one of the best things about Superman is like he is he has such resolve and he has a moral compass that he always follows. Right. Yeah, and right. he has the ability. Yeah, right. And we've seen many stories where Superman or a Superman level character goes bad. Right, right. And you don't have to fear that from him because you know that he. His morality is on the mm-hmm. right side of the argument. Yeah, I think as a kid, the Christopher Reeve Superman to me almost like equated to Jesus in my mind. Yeah. You know, where like yeah. he, he can do right. anything he wants, yeah. but he follows a code of morals, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. a deity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it was like good, bad, okay, all right. And he just stands up for people no matter what and, you mm-hmm. know, does the right thing. Right. And, 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 and he's just fearless. You know, he's like, right, okay. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Is, and especially coming at you, okay, that doesn't work. <laughs> right, especially in a world of characters like 
Batman and, you know, characters who are morally ambiguous and who make hard decisions. You know, even Wonder Woman, you know, has in the comics, you know, I'm not speaking about the movies, I'm speaking the comic origins. You know, she has been forced to kill people, really? sometimes in cold blood for the benefit of the world. You oh. know, she yeah. very famously yeah. snapped the neck of an evil character called Max Lord who mm. could control people's minds. Mm. And she knew that she had to kill him because he was such a threat. Right. And she suffered very heavily for that in the comics because mm. people viewed her as a murderer. And, you know, Superman doesn't kill in the comics. You know, he refuses to to kill people in cold blood right. in any situation. And, you know, it's like you need someone like that on the team to offset the people who go who go dark and who would say, well, the best way to handle this is if this person no longer existed. Mm -hmm. And if you have someone who's like, we need to find a way around that, mm -hmm. that's that's important. Sure. Or, or you're just yeah. going to end up with superheroes like the characters on The Boys who just kill everybody that's a problem. Oh, you know, wow. they just they just kill every single person that they don't like or anybody who could stand up to them. Hmm. And, you know, it's like that's that's a really dangerous thing because sure. once you do it once, you've already mortgaged your soul. The second time is easy. You know, right, once right. you kill someone in cold blood, you can just keep yeah. killing. It doesn't matter. You're already a killer. Yeah, yeah I know from yeah. experience. Well, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you know, you're a cold-blooded killer. Michael. I just learned what killing somebody in cold blood meant like two weeks ago. Really? I always well, heard it. I was what like, it literally means or like, or the origin of it? I think both. But really? now that I'm thinking about it, I forgot both, too. Well, it means... <laughs> but I'm telling you, I learned it. <laughs> <laughs> it means you killed them, but their blood and their internal temperature is affected by the outer, outside temperature. You like killed, a lizard. Oh, killed a reptile. Oh, like a yes. lizard, yes. yes. <laughs> Michael, who's, who, Michael, let me ask you something. Who's your, super, who's your favorite superhero? You know, again, that's really hard because I, you know, I... I there are so many things I like about so many characters. You know, when Mike posted online about this, you know, I said one of the characters that I love so much is Black Canary uh, from from the Justice League and from DC Comics. You know, she's a she's a superhero who's really known as kind of a street level hero. She's she's really good with her fists, and her superpowers have nothing to do with her ability to fight. But she just has trained herself and become an amazing fighter. Mm. And she's no stronger than any other human, mm. but she doesn't give up. And she's mm. just a tough bitch. And she just doesn't fuck around. Nice. And, you know, and, and she has powers too, but they have very little to do with why she's a great hero. Right. And, you know, and I love characters who, for all intents and purposes, shouldn't be able to win every fight. But mm. they don't stop until they figure out a way to do it, right. and that's sure. that's yeah. how we live our lives. So yeah, she's one of my favorites. Uh, you know, I'm a big X Men fan. I love the X Men. It's one of my all time oh, favorite yeah. series. Who's your favorite X Men. You know, I, I kind of go back and forth. I love Storm. I love yeah. Ice. Storm. Storm. Team Storm. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so yeah Team Storm all the way. Yeah, and, I, and um, I'm a big Iceman fan. Iceman very famously yeah. recently came out of the closet in the comics. And uh, I liked him before that, but I like him more now. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's like I love the mutants because, again, the, you know, you're, they're born with their powers. They they didn't ask for uh -huh. them. They, they didn't even get into an accident where they feel right, the victim right. of it. Right. They just randomly ended up that way. Right. And, yeah. you know, as a gay person, I can understand what it's like to feel like, well, I just have to make the best with what I got. I can't change it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that I've always liked mutants for that reason. But the X-Men, yeah, and I'm, a, I'm a big Storm fan because I love anybody who is persecuted. But at the same time, there's another side of society that worships her. Mm -hmm. You know, she was mm -hmm. worshipped as a deity where she was from. But 
you know, then she comes here, she comes to the United States, and people hate her. They hate her for her race, they hate her for her gender, they hate her for the fact that she's a mutant. But, you know, she grew up, everybody thinking she was a goddess. Right. You know, right. and it, I love that duality of her mm -hmm. character. And also, speaking of badass bitches, I mean, Storm doesn't take any shit. She's a leader, she's a tough person, mm -hmm. and she doesn't sacrifice um her again her morals you know mm. she's a mm. she's a good person and she's right. not going to do something terrible that she can't live with right right and trust yeah. me lightning can't always strike twice <laughs> yes yeah. and and it does yeah she has some pretty awesome powers too yeah <laughs> she's one of the few omega level mutants there's a mutants rating scale and there's oh, certain wow. characters that are considered omega mutants they're the most powerful they can be in their field and uh -huh. for weather manipulation she's considered an omega mutant and uh but she uh you know she's a real person first and uh -huh. like i i you know I, I i like characters who you know who they are as a person and you can you can describe who they are without mm -hmm. having to talk about their right. powers or what they do you can just say what kind of person they yeah. are and that's a great character yeah, yeah. yeah. She, need, she needs a yeah. movie centered around her well they need to find yeah. a great actress first cuz you know they've they've tried alexandra ship i think was a great choice but they didn't give her much to do in those last couple of movies she just oh. kind of was yeah, background yeah i always wondered why she wasn't in the movies more yeah, I just think people who I think people have been making the movies who don't really appreciate or understand the source material quite mm. as much. And if they did, I think everybody everybody who knows Storm from the comics and even the animation, they know what she's capable of and who she is. Mm. And I think if someone finally brings that to the big screen, it's going to blow people's minds. Yeah. Cuz yeah. now that the MCU and Kevin Feige can use the X-Men now that mm. they bought out Fox, you know, she's she's married to T'Challa in the comics. She's married oh. to the Black Panther. So if they can oh. fold her into the Wakanda right, storyline, right. that would cool. be incredible. Right. Incredible. Yeah. Papa Joe, how do you feel about the, the films? Uh, I'm, I'm actually a fan of them. I really am. Uh, uh, they're doing a good, they're doing a much better job mm. at telling the story. Mm. Um, Avengers Endgame and stuff like that, I love. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was a great storyline, right. um, even though it had it was a great ensemble cast, and I thought it was uh, well well developed. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm starting to to get more into the movie. That's why I'm, I want to see the storytelling from this side of the set mm -hmm. um, on the on the producing side. So being able to tell these types sure. of stories and just make it fun. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you both this: Who would you have ever thought in a million years that superheroes would be as big in the mainstream as they are right now? No. Never. Never. I mean, there, there's Never. so many movies with huge budgets, huge stars. Yeah. When I was in sixth grade going to the comic book shop with my one other friend who was into comic books, yeah. it, it didn't seem like a thing that would ever have mainstream acceptance. No. Never. And, and uh, you know, it's funny, too, because, you know, now Disney and the MCU have more billion-dollar movies than mm. any other company in history, which, you know, also has to do with inflation. But even looking at inflation, they still are the right, most successful right. movies of all time. And, you know, I, I feel so personally connected to those characters and stories, mm. but it's not because it specifically speaks to me. It speaks to anybody. And mm. now that other people are learning the, these characters and these stories... They know that now. They know that this is not for a small group of people. This is for everybody. Right. right. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, I think that's why. I think that's why the the the, the storylines are being developed. You know, with with the human connection. You know, I think uh -huh. that's why they're trying to make it more relatable, so it makes it more mainstream. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And the, you know, I would have never thought that there would be 
the Avengers on screen, right, and, and, yeah. and that they would do more than 20 movies all leading up to <laughs> a single crescendo. Like, yeah, if you, you would have told my fifth grade self. Yeah. But let me ask you something. So with, with the movies, are you more of a fan of the storyline or are you more a fan of the action? Oh, I, I prefer the storyline. I mean, the action is great, uh, but, you know, it, it, th- that was the problem I had with a lot of the Fox X-Men movies was they were cool and they had cool scenes and great special effects and stuff, but they didn't hit the story points mm. that resonated with me as a comic book reader. Mm. And without that, the rest of it is just kind of superficial, you know? So it's yeah. like, I you, there has to be great action, of course, because they're superheroes, but if you're not telling a compelling narrative, if there's not a story that is going to make you think or even just uh, emotionally resonate with you, then it's pointless. It's just watching two mm. bugs fight on the internet. You know, right. it's ju- you know, there's nothing else to it, <laughs> which is underrated <laughs> though. Yeah, yeah, I know. Really? I do, I do like bugs. Is that in 3D? Because I will watch that. One movie I literally fell asleep on, and I, I, I thought it was just unwatchable to me was Captain Marvel. Now, that one I was very disappointed with. I heard that one was kind of a dud. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of Carol Danvers. I, I, I appreciated it, but, you know, it's it's, it's tricky. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. hard. It's hard with a character that's had a very public reboot of, yeah. of what kind of character they are to decide what part of that you want to do. Because to me, yeah. my favorite Carol Danvers stories were in the late 70s, early 80s when she was a drunk. Because mm. yeah. she... That was my favorite. Wow. You know, that was yeah. my favorite. Her and Tony. Didn't touch on that, though. No, not at all. Her and Tony Stark they, were they, like drinking buddies. Wow. Yeah. So alcoholism is part of her character arc? Yeah, it was wow. in the comics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's the party girl. There, there's a very <laughs> famous comic book panel where she's coming in to save the day and she drunkenly flies wow, through the roof of the wrong building. That's really cool. She that's, busts through wow. the roof of the wrong building. Uh, and, you know, that's a very like famous comic book panel. But, you know, to make her a character that's palatable to a new audience, they strip away some of the like darker things and mm-hmm. some of the things sure. that maybe aren't as easy to understand or right. appreciate. But uh, yeah, I mean, as a character, I love her. Uh, you know, it wasn't in my top five favorite Marvel movies for sure. But uh, but yeah, you know, I think it's a she's a compelling character, and I think if they keep going forward with her, I think they'll they'll find the the balance, you know, mm-hmm. the way to use yeah. her. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, speaking of women superheroes, we have one from Lauren Smith, Fairfax, Virginia. She likes Emma Frost, a.k.a. the White Queen. I realize she starts as a villain, but she ends as a hero. I like her because she's smart, capable, flawed, funny, self-interested, and a female character who is allowed to actually enjoy sex winky face. Oh, yes. (laughs) I'm a big Emma Frost fan. I love Emma Frost. Who is she? So Emma Frost, she was the white queen of the Hellfire Club. She also had a school that was a little bit like Professor Xavier's school for mutants, Uh but it was a little maybe more on the side of evil, I guess you could say. (laughs) The senior side. She was on the senior side. (laughs) Yeah. She had a group that was kind of like the X-Men of teenage superheroes called the Hellions. Did they play each other in football? Well, they played each other in mutant football, which is fighting. Uh, But she had a group called the Hellions that were her students that Uh she had raised. And again, for the idea of trying to keep them safe and teach them how to use their powers. And then very famously in the comics, the Sentinels, which are the giant mutant hunting robots, uh, they killed all her students. They crushed in the the building and killed them all and it broke her and she ended up turning to good and joining the x-men wow. because she learned that 
everything she had done had been in the service of mutants uh-huh. and that she could help more by being a part of right. this other group. Right. And, uh, you know, her, she's a telepath. She's a psychic. Um, but she very famously had a late in life secondary mutation oh. where she can also become living diamond and her oh, entire body turns her. into diamond, wow. um, which is very cool to think that she spent her whole life trying to manipulate people's minds uh-huh. And then it turns out that her actually greatest power is that like she can withstand anything, that she can survive wow. anything. Interesting. And like how telling is that that you know she survived the loss of you know ten teenagers mm-hmm. that she was caring for, mm-hmm. and then she ended up with the power to survive anything physically. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. she's a great character because she's super sex positive. She's a shit talker. Nice. She she very famously had an affair with uh, Cyclops while oh. Jean Grey was supposedly dead, right. but she started it by psychically projecting herself as his dead wife oh to him. Oh my goodness, that is not fair. Not fair, but uh, <laughs> you you try to tell her that's not fair. She will say, I do not care. <laughs> She'd say, no, darling, I don't care. <laughs> She's an amazing character. She's very morally ambiguous. Uh-huh. She definitely is, I do what needs to be done. Okay. She's sort of the opposite of Professor Xavier mm-hmm. in a way that, not like where Magneto is the opposite, where he's the bad guy. Mm. She's the opposite of it where she's like, you know... She has hair. Well, she has hair, for, and she can walk. Right. Uh, but also, on top of it, she is not afraid to put herself into a position of like, yeah, I'll be the person who says what nobody else wants to say, you know, and I'll do what needs to be done wow. that nobody else wants to do. And she's an amazing character, wow. and I do appreciate her very much, especially because in the last 20 years, they have stopped putting her in a bikini. Because uh. for the first 20 years she was around, she literally wore a bikini and a fur cape, and uh, <laughs> that's not... She was definitely designed by men, right, and right. Uh, they've they've gotten over that a little bit. So I do appreciate <laughs> that. And hey, Lauren Waller Smith, thanks for your comment. I love you. How do you feel about that character, Papa Joe? Uh, I'm just remembering everything a little bit. Everything he brought back to me, he just reminded me of everything. Yeah, <laughs> huge fan. Yeah, she's great. Didn't and follow that storyline as much, but she 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 was uh, hell on wheels though. She's good. Okay, I like her. Yeah, she they did um, a really they did a really cool thing with her not that long ago where they told her like backstory about her leaving her family's home and uh, the reason she started dressing like that was cuz she had left she had run away from her parents' home and she walked past a sex shop mm-hmm. and she saw a mannequin in the that's window right. and she looked at it and she said this is who I am now. She's wow. like I, that's I, right. And wow. she and she uses it, you know. She knows that people look at her and they're disarmed by her cleavage, right, right. and then she gets into their head and uh, forces them to do whatever she wants, and that's awesome. That's awesome. fucking awesome. Cool. That is cool. Um, all right, we have one more confession here. This is from John DeCampos, Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, the he chooses Batman. The reasons are numerous, but in essence, it's because Batman, despite his frailty as a mere human, is the upper echelons of superheroes. His powers are somewhat attainable compared to his fantastical origins of other heroes, provided you have access to billions and have a vendetta against criminals. (laughs) Batman is a character that changes with the times and has vastly different tones based on who's writing him, yet he solidly remains Batman. Now, that's a whole other world we haven't gotten into. Batman? Yeah, Batman's like almost his his, his own thing, like his own genre. Yeah, I mean, I think for the longest time, everybody wanted to be Batman because he, you know, you can, he doesn't have superpowers. Mm. He just, he well, just yeah, everybody has, wants to be rich. Well, everybody wants to be rich, uh, you know, but at the same time, he doesn't have superpowers. He just 
doesn't give up. You know, uh, that's uh, he, he doesn't stop it. You know, very right. famously in the comics, he uh, there's a great villain called Darkseid, who's kind of like the unstoppable bad guy in the DC universe. Mm. And his power is the Omega oh, Beam. The, the gray guy, right? He's gray. Oh, yeah. I had that action figure. As a there kid. you go. And he has this power called the Omega Beam, which are eye beams that can just follow you. Oh, and they basically yeah, my, my kill anything. Had light up eyes. It was that's amazing. why. And he could basically, they'll kill anything they hit. Even Basically, even Superman gets hurt by these beams. Really? And, uh, <laughs> Batman is one of only three people in existence to ever dodge the Omega Beam. Really? And he's the only one who doesn't have superpowers. And it just kind of speaks to the fact that, like, he'll figure out a way to get out of any situation. Uh-huh. And we can relate to that because you think you hope that if you're in a terrible situation or you're afraid for your life, mm. that you're going to be able to f- think on your feet and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but you know we're not billionaires, so right. my gadgets aren't as cool. I, yeah. <laughs> <my> <laughs> I have a phone charger and a fan. That's about all I have. Right, right, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, my phone has a calendar on it. So ah, there you go. I think that's pretty cool. Are you? Wait, are you Batman? <laughs> you know what day it is? Are you Batman? Uh, Papa Joe, are you a Batman fan? Um, yes. Aside from the being unrelatable to the being rich, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole superhero stuff, yep. Yeah. I think Gotham City's almost its own cinematic and comic book universe, right? Well, it's yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, wasn't wasn't it originally where I mean the the, the, the villains were created because of the the, the insane asylum, right? Yeah. Because of what? Um, uh, the the mental institution that they were they they it was destroyed, right? Arkham so Asylum. They, oh, all, so they yeah. all escaped. Yeah, Arkham Asylum. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how all of the that's how all the that's how cause that's how all the villains became that's how all of them were created in Gotham, right? Well, yeah, you know, it's like m- a lot of the villains in Batman's world, he's part and partial to them becoming supervillains. You know, it's you know they they talk about it a lot now in the comics. He attracts them. Yeah, that he attracts them, and also the fact that he exists as a vigilante. Right. The other side of that is villains trying to rise to that level as mm-hmm. well. You know, mm-hmm. they're trying to do in crime what he is doing against right, crime right, right. and you know a lot of the characters he is responsible for them you know he yeah. you know he he was trying to stop a guy and then he fell into a vat of chemicals right. and he became one of the jokers right, and you right. know he egghead well you about egghead well i think vincent price wanted to be on batman <laughs> and they made up a character called egghead i oh, think that it's probably the show well, a lot of characters are made up for the shows. Yeah, there's I a lot, there's a lot the of very famous characters. Harley Quinn was invented yeah, for the animated series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Firestar was invented for the Don't Spider-Man is an amazing friends. And uh, okay. even, uh, I think, Black Vulcan, the original Black Lightning, I think he was created well, for right. the Super yep. Friends. Yep. Okay. They wanted to diversify, so they created him, the Apache Chief, and Samurai, which are <laughs> three very, very raci- racially inappropriate <laughs> names <laughs> for superheroes of color. But they've all become incredibly right. well-known, you know, okay. and they've become, in- you know, ingratiated to the the entire comic book community as as legit characters. Okay. Yeah. Now, Papa Joe, your, your favorite medium for superheroes, would you say TV shows, movies, or comic books? Well, the way the medium's going, the way the media's going right now, uh, I have to say um, TV. 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 TV, movies, comics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah, the, TVs, the TV shows that are coming out now are great, and, you know, and I always try to tell people People who maybe aren't into comic books but maybe like the movies, there is actually a lot of really great animation that is done. Uh, you know, Into the Spider Verse came out, right, and that right, was all a the Batman movies, oh, yeah. Superman I mean, that, movies. That, 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 that. 
incredible. Yeah. One of the best superhero movies ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, and it's really that yeah. good. Oh, it's so good! Wow. Yeah, and especially DC. DC does a lot of really good animated films. Uh-huh. Uh, they do. They're and they're so fantastic, and they're not done for kids. They're definitely adult. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, yeah. I I think in the Western world, especially, we kind of have a weird thing about animation where we think it's either for kids mm-hmm. or it's. Disney, but maybe skews a little adult. Right. But also, there can be an animation that is specifically made for adult mm-hmm. audiences. Yeah, Fritz the Cat. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like Fritz <laughs> the Cat, exactly. Uh, but you know, like it, DC does great animation, and they, and they've done some amazing stuff. And you know, because also they're not tied down to studios where they have to right. get stars up there and give mm-hmm. them enough stage mm-hmm. to, or screen time. Yeah, very much. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this was a great conversation, you guys. Oh. Uh, Papa Joe, is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we before we leave today? Any plugs? <laughs> I heard the last part, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm actually, you know we what? have the Joker you know, on the line here. No, it's been an interesting conversation. It's, it's, um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been an interesting conversation. You know, we did a little bit of music, a little bit of superhero, yeah. a little bit of fun. Absolutely. So, uh, no, it's just been, uh, thank you, thank you, um, because it's been definitely an eye-opener. Michael, thank you for the the, 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 the knowledge that oh, you thank just you. dropped This today. guy is an encyclopedia it. of comic books. Dude. I didn't know you were that deep with it. Well, you know, strangely enough, there's probably two things I know about a lot, and one of them is comic books, and the other one is like, House music and the club scene. So this is okay, this no, is a perfect no, 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 day for me. Something else. We can, we, can, we, can, we can discuss playlists later, but your knowledge on the superhero stuff, unreal. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yes, uh, I, I we'll, we will talk, and I will I will do anything you need from consult to just hang out and and just be around. Anything you need, I'm here for you. Yeah, I'm glad we thank made this connection today. Maybe maybe one day you'll sing. Last night, a comic book nerd saved my life. There we go. That's, <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> Mike, hey, Mike, thanks for connecting. Appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. I appreciate it for having me on the show. This has been fun. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. No, I'm really excited about. It. I'm just, you know what? To me, it's it, it, and that's one of the things that I started with wanting to create in the superhero was to be able to educate and motivate. And then ten years down the line, when 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 someone grows up with this story, and then be able to show it to mm-hmm. their kid, you know what I'm saying? And that's how that cult following begins, and that's how the fan base begins with these sure. new superheroes. And I just want to be able to develop something like that and bring that to the forefront and have fun with it. Awesome. Thank you. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Papa Joe. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. From the legendary house of Aviance. Of Aviance. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, take care, buddy. All right, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.